I will hang up and that'll be the end of the episode. So if this ends really that'll be, abruptly. No, that, that'll be the end of the podcast. It might be, guys, it might be a three minute finale for us. That'll be the end that of my be, life. No, I just. And <laughs> it's looking for a reason anyway. So a lot of, a lot of endings, not a lot of beginnings. No. Um, although we did, we did have a lot of beginnings with this episode because we tried we've just like the fifth time, but now it's working, which is amazing. Um, a lot of false starts hi, that you'll never know about. Hmm? How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm a bad liar. I always want to be like, I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> Girl, that was me at Trader Joe's on Saturday, lying through my teeth when she, when she asked, <laughs> how's your weekend going? And I was like, it's going great. How are you? And she's like, I mean, this weather, good thing it's raining, but now it's a little muggy. And I'm like, yeah, that happens when it's hot and humid. And you have like a loaded gun in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick. I was listening to some old episodes. I oh. talk about guns a lot. I'm like, what the fuck is with this bitch and gun jokes? That's like. Right, wait, you, you've never noticed that? No. Oh, you be, you be, you be shooting. I be rooting and tooting. I mean, I wasn't yeah. like, like, I know that I, I know that I like make jokes. I wasn't like, oh, wow, this is brand new information. But the, the frequency with which I do, it's like, get new material, please. I'm bored. Concerned. <laughs> Some may be concerned. I'm just bored. God, if I could go, if I could, if I could go back 18 months, I would change it. But I could, but I can't. We can only. And I'm going to continue to not change. I'm going to continue to be the same we, vile version of myself. We only have the forward, and I've always said that. Um. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've been. I have actually. The reason I haven't killed myself, I've been really enjoying this beautiful like. Late summer, early fall vibes. Mm. I'm. Did I say this on the podcast? I forget the things I say versus those that I keep inside. This is um, this is a this is a black hole. Amen. Yeah. A black hole where I talk about guns a lot. Yeah, truly. Maybe I'm just like hinting that I want someone to send me a gun. Yeah. <laughs> guys, we're gonna get a PO box set up and don't don't send firearms, you guys. Whatever you do. Yeah. But like, we would not want that because that's not legal. Probably. And Actually, we follow the law and uphold it. Never broken. And respect it. Never yep. broken it. Never Absolutely. broken it. Um, someone asked me recently to stop me if I've said this before. If I, <laughs> Her question was, are you one of those fall people? And I was like, no. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of just love whatever season I'm in, which was such a dumb answer. But I think that I do this thing where, like, with the exception of, like, January through March, whatever time of year it is, I'm kind of like, this is my favorite time. I don't do that, like, I find it annoying and cringy when people, it's, like, July, and they're like, I just can't wait for sweaters and pumpkins. Well, because that's annoying. Regardless of the truth of it, regardless of the fact that I fully agree with these people, it's annoying and shut your mouth. Well, you're like, a cringe millennial at heart, so I get why you are with no, them. No, 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 no. I'm okay, to, okay. Let's let's set the record straight on this podcast right here, right now. I am not with them. 
I simply agree with the words that they say, but I don't agree that they should be said aloud. <laughs> Nick is standing in solidarity with them, but like a block away. Just within your shot. In a different, in a, no, in a different municipality. I, exactly. I am not. <laughs> I, <laughs> You're a silent supporter. I, I do support like, the memes of the girl, of the millennial girl with the infinity scarf, with the boots. Christian Girl Autumn? Christian Caitlin, Girl Autumn. Oh, fuck, I, what's her name? It's like Caitlin Canterby or something like that. Oh, like the real person? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a name that we all decided for. No, no, she's, she's a real girl. Mm. Um. She's a real girl. She's married. She has two kids. She's really annoying on TikTok, but like has a huge following. She's like really leaning into it, which honestly like good for her. She like. Slay. Good for her. Um, Yeah. No, but similarly, I find it irritating when it's like Christmas and people are like, "Eh, fuck the holidays. I hate everyone happy with their families. I just want it to be summer. I want to be at the lake. Listen, I think what we're, I think we're kind of circling the drain here. Let's just call it what it is. People suck. People suck talking about weather, talking about time of year, talking about most things. People fucking suck. Oh, my God almighty. However, I would like to meet someone that year round is just like, fuck, I can't wait for it to be January and February. I want to meet that person. I want to have them on. And I want to talk to them about the weather. I want to have sick psychosis they're they're suffering from. They're not available for speaking engagements. Anyone with that opinion is locked away deep inside. Yeah, I mean, if you like January and February and you don't have a birthday in that month, seek help. We can, I've never met anyone who feels that way. We can't provide that, but we implore you. We should open a treatment facility. I think that'd be good. That should be our next venture. And are we the... What's our, are we funding it or we're the we, judge, jury and execution. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. We're the, we're the welcome desk and we're the people given the lobotomies yeah. we're, <laughs> and the patients. <laughs> it's just the two of us. It, no, abandoned <laughs> mental hospital. Like Ooh! it's an all in one. It's a, it's all inclusive. Um, white Lotus season four. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a like performance art, like experience. You can buy a ticket come see the show hmm? it's an escape room you have to escape from us <laughs> but we have loaded guns <sighs> yeah but, <laughs> but it's hard it's hard to escape every no one's gun ever, reference i make i put it. another bullet in the chamber this russian roulette <laughs> game is getting more and more dangerous let me tell you <sighs> oh my god um, oh my i'm good though oh i'm like goodness. oh <laughs> we really are good though I was just getting back to your initial question when you asked me how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I love. I love how you always take that as with the utmost um, seriousness. I'm like, how are you? And instead of just being like, oh, you know, I'm fine. You're just like. <sighs> Nick, it's a podcast. <laughs> Nick, this no, is that's a true, podcast. That's true. Yeah. This but is now I don't want to talk about my feelings. No, now you made it weird. Now I don't want to talk about it. crazy. No, 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 no. You okay. Made, now you made it weird. Now you made it weird. You made it fucking weird. But Nick wanted to talk about his trip to Trader Joe's. I definitely made it weird. That's <laughs> that's inarguable. Let the <laughs> listeners decide. I'll decide when I backpedal. There's sometimes, too, when there's a miscommunication while we're recording. And I'll go back. And, like, while I'm editing it, I'm like, yeah, there it is. Like, watching it happen. No, it's like 3205. There it is. Like, uh, Girl, watching it happen in reverse, I'm like. <laughs> These two people don't don't deserve the, each no, other. 
the one, the one, the one, the one last episode where I was just like, how do you think it's affected your growth? And you're like, are you saying I've gotten bigger? And I'm like, that is so No, nice. that is still not what I was saying. I was talking about me losing weight. My growth, like my personal form, I have grown into a smaller body was the joke I was trying to make. I thought you were making no. a joke about me losing weight. No. Okay, well, this is actually really funny that we're talking about miscommunication because I think we literally just had one because we're saying the exact same thing right now, Corey. That's just what I said. I still think it was a funny joke. I mean, yeah. <laughs> funny jokes. The funny, funny games are over. Now it's time for funny, funny jokes. Yeah, funny games, funny jokes, funny people. That's another movie that I haven't seen. Um, Should we learn anyways. about it today? <laughs> Uh, it's like a Judd Apatow movie. Anyways. Um, When's he coming on the pod? So what's on the agenda? We have Burning Man and we have Ocean Boulevard. Because I know everyone um, wants to hear our I, thoughts about an album that came out six months ago. Well, listen, this album requires six months of gestation. I don't disagree. To, 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 to truly dive into. Okay, but are you but, following the Burning um, Man I, stuff? No. So I have a whole ass document about that I wrote up about Ocean Boulevard. So I'm like ready to go on that. I know nothing about Burning Man, so you would have to take the lead on that. I know that there was mud and people can't escape. You have to tell me when you're going to write a document about something that I have literally just thoughts in my head about. <laughs> well, I just listened to the album and wrote notes on each song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. It's not like for us. It's just for me. <laughs> well, I know, but then so I, I don't have like the same level of preparation. Well, did you listen to the album? Yeah. Yeah, so we're fine. There's no issue. Okay. I listened to the song and wrote down my thoughts while I listened so I wouldn't forget. And so we have stuff to talk about. Okay. But I want to hear about Burning Man. I know. I'm sorry. I'm getting there. I. <sighs> we could also talk about my hair <laughs> or lack thereof. Yeah, let's address the elephant in the room, Nick's hair. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell them about so, it? Sure. I mean, it's a pretty quick story. My hair got very long and usually like once a year, I'll just like give myself a buzz cut so i'll put like a 12 guard on my razor clippers and uh just go over my entire head and just give myself a buzz cut so i did that but i knew i didn't to totally get the back correctly because i can't see so then lovely friend of the pod drew came over to hang out with me and he walks in and i immediately hand him the clippers and i'm like hey can you clean up the back for me and by the back i was referring to where the hair on my head meets my neck. Um, I watched the video of it happening and it is not clear. Maybe it is if you're a boy that shaves his head, but I think I would have done the same thing Drew did. Well, there's no nothing. There's no instructions in the video. That all happened before I started recording. You said just clean up the back. You say that in the video. Do you not say that in the video? Yeah, but you, I don't think so. But we also had a whole ass conversation before I started recording. That's even it worse. That's matter. so much worse. That's um, so much worse. I was on... Pretty neutral ground. Now I'm now I'm team Nick. So uh, I mean I don't know why. Well, clearly there was a miscommunication because I, I I did just say like, can you clean up the back? Thinking that it was clear that I was talking about like where the, my hair meets my neck. Next time you but need to say my hairy hairy neck, and he'll know what you mean. Exactly. He'll know. Exactly. He'll definitely. Oh, he'll know. What I mean next time. But um, if there is a next time, he thought I meant. Apparently, I missed a spot like just on like the back of my head. And so there, I had like a bit of a rat tail <laughs> and I should have known when he said rat tail or 
rat's nest or I don't know, some rodent a- <laughs> allegory referring to my head. And I... <laughs> the nutria on the back of your head? What? <laughs> and I... I'm just getting comfy. Um, Girl. The nutria... <laughs> the, the, the possum that had burrowed <laughs> in my skull. So... He starts digging at your head I, clippers. <laughs> So he said, like, oh, yeah, just clean up that rat's nest. And I should have known something was up with that. But when he said that, I thought he meant, like, those, like, gross-ass, like, tails that that just, like, start at the bottom of your hairline in the back. You guys know what I'm talking about? A rat tail. Right? A rat tail. Okay. He called it a rat nest? That's crazy. I don't know. Girl, I actually don't know what he said. Get Um, him on the pod. But I hand it to him, and he's like, Cool, got it. And then he turns it on. I sit down. I start recording because one time in college, me and a friend were really drunk and I had him buzz my hair. And I was like, oh, I'm going to film this and I'll send it to that friend. And that'll be like a funny little callback. Ah, ha, ha, ha. So I start filming and then Drew takes the <laughs> the razor to my scalp <laughs> in the back. And, <laughs> and like, halfway up the back of my head like up through the center like to the top just like a straight ass line so he does that and then takes a step back gasps and then goes wait i don't think i don't think i understood and then it hit me what happened and then i and then immediately i was like i'm gonna need to shave my entire head which is what i had to do um so then i shaved my (laughs) entire head and this is the shortest my hair has ever been in my entire life, actually. Honestly, um, it looks so good. And, you know, don't hate it. Don't hate it. It definitely gives off a vibe that isn't really congruent with my personality. Like, it's a much, shall we say, harder look than I think. Like, when I was walking around Whole Foods, I felt like security was looking. Um, but, you know. You look. You do look hardened. Yeah. So, I don't know. But every, It's giving either, like... It's giving either like stage four cancer, hardened criminal just got released from the big house, or like that one girl that everybody knows who shaves her head and has no personality outside of it. It's giving one of no, those Claire, three you things. Know, you and know perhaps what it's a nice combination. It's giving all of the above. <laughs> so maybe the Whole Food Security is following you around because they're like, that convicted felon really makes his haircut his whole personality. Yeah, he just got out of the big he house. He doesn't have long to live. So. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll let him leave. Um, but I'd give him six more months top so he can <laughs> he can steal those $4 ginger shots if he wants. And, and Hey, buddy. Is that how they talk to I you? And I did. And I have and I did. Um, but no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate it. Um, but every single morning when I look in the mirror, I forget and then I remember and I, and I go like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my, that's my hair update. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? <laughs> I thought it was fun. Yeah. I liked it, it was a lot. blast. Um, sorry, I have to stick a charger in these for a minute. <laughs> I feel like I'm like inserting a tampon into a <laughs> vagina I didn't know I had. The eargina. Whenever I have any sort of difficulty with these headphones, the judgment I feel. I'm not. I'm just like fully projecting. I'm not that does look. That does I look. Thank you. Okay, you can. That look does now. look funny though. <laughs> oh, that I'm connected to the <laughs> wall right now. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Claire had to plug herself in. <laughs> it's a rechargeable tampon. <laughs> I'm like, I was being a bitch. I had to plug myself into the wall to make myself nicer. This is me. Nice. She was out of juice. 
Nice girl. Nice girl. Don't I look like a nice, happy girl? Nice, happy girl. Happy girl, happy life. Um, okay. Amen, So sister. what's going on at Burning Man? What's going on at our live show that we weren't at? I, I also have only gotten my news from TikTok. Shocking to no one. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it rained slash there was like flash flooding, okay. which I think everybody knows. And okay. So if you don't which know Which no this, one predicted? The, <laughs> no, I think there was a prediction, which- People, that's like kind of what I mainly wanted to talk about. The like weird high horse people are on that quote, rich assholes got like stuck in the desert in horrible conditions and like it serves them right. Question mark. Go watch Envy by ContraPoints. (laughs) It's literally just that. That's it. Nick's it all, answer it to literally comes, everything. You know, it, but it, but it, cause it is, cause it always, it like always comes back to that. I remember nothing from that video. <laughs> Immediately after it ended, I was like, that was a masterpiece. I don't know what she said. Good night. <laughs> nothing retained. <laughs> kind of. I felt like I needed to be taking notes about midway through. So I tuned out. It's like a two hour, like academic essay dressed up like a YouTube video. So it like, yeah, and so, I'm like low IQ. Too much so. And it, <laughs> you can't expect me to retain that kind of information. Gloria has, Gloria, Gloria has to take it 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> I just, girl, kind of. Um, so the desert is made out of, it's a dried up salt bed. It's made oh. of like alkaline, alkalized. <laughs> Gloria dust. has done a geological survey. <laughs> No, she has taken her samples. No, 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 no. So, you know how I camped in the Alvord Desert recently? And it looks so pretty and I want to go. Where is it? Okay, that? that's when I became a geologist. And okay. while I was there getting my geology degree, they will tell you, because that's also a salt flat, when you drive out onto it, do not park your shit or stop anywhere where the ground is dark because it's wet. And if it's wet, okay, you get stuck in it because it's not just like, What? I said, cool, makes sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so basically with this kind of like soil, damn, my geology degree is really serving me well. <laughs> when it gets wet, it's not just like mud and like, like slippery and like wet like mud. It gets sticky and it sticks to itself and stuff starts oh. to sink into it. So. Jeez. If you try to ride your bike or your car or even like walk around in it, it will just stick to itself and then you can't go anywhere because the mud is stuck to itself. Oh my God. So my understanding of what happened. Quicksand. Kind of. I mean, it doesn't like suck things like under and like eat them, but it (laughs) sticks to itself. I don't know how quicksand works. I have a McClar being delivered. No way. I wish that Burning Man happened on a quicksand flat. <laughs> that would be crazy. It's like survival of the fittest. <laughs> well, they have those like huge ass like sculptures and statues. I imagine everyone would just climb onto one. <laughs> <laughs> As it slowly sinks under. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, the man didn't get burned until yesterday or today. Oh, wow. A lot of people didn't get to stay to see the man be burned. (laughs) (laughs) The most irritating part of the whole thing is the, like... (laughs) Okay, their whole, like, Burning Man motto is radical self-reliance, which I was like, us, literally so us. 
That's so stupid. Okay. Um, so all the TikToks from like people at Burning Man, just like were, they were so insufferable. Everyone is all on that like community self reliance, like just that, that like <laughs> irritating speak. Yes. And I, on one hand, like. You know what? I appreciate the good attitude. I would rather that than a bunch of miserable people be making videos like, this fucking sucks. I hate it here. I want to kill myself. <laughs> However, the like people <laughs> trying to pretend like it's not that bad and like we're having a good time. Like, don't lie to yourself. Like, you can say this is miserable and there's five inches of mud caked to the bottom of my shoes. You don't have to be like, this is still a great time. I'm having a really wonderful time. I love Burning Man. This is Man. the point This is the of time Burning of my Man. life. Self-reliance. This is why we come to Burning Man. No, literally. They're like, all no, like you community. You, you, come to, you come to be naked in the uh, desert with like esoteric wealthy people from San Francisco. <laughs> like, I would also like to say that I would totally go to Burning Man if someone else paid my ticket. I would not pay $1,000 to do that. Have, if someone, It's $1,000? I think for- To go to the desert? Me, do not ask me what your past gets you. Do not ask me what levels there are. Don't, Don't ask talk me. to me. But I'm going to hang up. Yeah. <laughs> this is my final straw. Ghosting. But I believe people have been throwing that number around. So I think people, some people pay $1,000 for their ticket. I would go if someone gifted me a ticket. Whatever. Like. Sure. Sure. I have no interest in it otherwise. This past weekend sounds like my particular nightmare. If we're being so for real, like cold, wet, muddy, um, the porta potties. Okay. Oh no. They got like full and because of the conditions, the hazardous conditions, the sanitation trucks couldn't get in. So they were just overflowing. And I saw one TikTok from this woman being like, we're just reminding our neighbors to pee in a bucket and shit in the porta potties only. So now their porta potties only filled with shit. Because they don't want to use any of the precious room to fill it with pee-pee. So you've got to pee in a bucket who, and a bottle. I wonder I'm like, who, stop pretending like last, you're having fun. What? Who was, I wonder who the last person to use the porta potty was. Girl, there's people Where still they there. Were like, I, <laughs> well, the, it also the takes like. Trucks have probably gotten there by now. I just mean like when it was over. What was the like, when were they like, okay, enough's enough. I can't, I can't do this. That's a good question. Um, All of the like events and music and stuff got like canceled they weren't doing one woman said that they were not falling asleep to like house music like they normally are oh no what a tragedy i know <laughs> um, someone died and everyone's been like casually oh. i have no other information but everyone keeps casually mentioning it in their videos. They'll be like, we're just out here living community oriented. I just went and had quesadillas and bacon over this tent over here. And I just pissed in a bucket. And we're not going to get to see the man burn. But like, we're all staying together being radically self-reliant. Someone died, by the way. But I'm going to go clean the mud off my boots. It is insanity. <laughs> Why do I feel like the person who died doesn't actually have anything to do with the mud? situation <laughs> why, does, why does it feel not related i have no i have no i'm basing that off nothing whatsoever i saw some i have no idea but i saw someone in the comments being like people have died a couple times over the year and i'm like why is that the response 
people die. Men get burned. So, and there's this weird, like, it's not as bad as the media's making it seem spin. And, like, now we're just, this is just a matter of opinion. Like, do you like trench foot? Yes or no? Like, that's up to you to decide if it's as bad as it seems. Like, this is like a World one World War One simulator. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, literally. Okay, but also, Nick, are you familiar with playa foot? Playa foot? Playa no, I'm not. foot, like trench foot, but no. different. So no. because, back to my geology class, because of the nature of the, the ground, the soil, the sediment. Um, I'm the only person enrolled and I'm loving it. <laughs> You're getting an A right now, baby. Yeah. Midterms next week. Which I have gone barefoot on the Alver Desert and I have not experienced this. So maybe you have to do it for a much more extended period of time. But yeah. Um, people have said that in years past, even just from walking around barefoot on the playa, they have gotten playa foot, which is where like, because it's so dry, it sucks all the moisture out of your feet and causes (gasps) these crazy huge cracks in your feet that are like impossible (gasps) to like heal. It takes like months and months and months. And you turn into the playa. You become a playa and then they oh burn you. <laughs> it's like Wicker Man, but different. It's like <laughs> the thing about Burning Man is like that it's got Wicker I Man have, vibes. I, I have the Oregon Country Fair if I want that vibe, and I usually don't. But if I do, I, I'll I'll do that. I know it's what just, I'm about to say. Sounds like it seems like rich people Oregon Country Fair. I feel the same way about Oregon Country Fair as what I'm about to say, and I'm really really sorry. If you hashtag yeah. love no, girl, OCF. Let's get into both, it. Let's get into both, fair both discourse. The, girl, both the country fair and, and Burning Man. Fair. I almost wanted to call it the playa. Just look stinky. And I don't like yes. being in smelly places. I actively avoid them. Actively. I don't like stinky. I don't like dirty. And I don't like wet. So this past weekend, Clarice or personal hell. <laughs> or, or, or. Being on copious amounts of drugs anywhere other than, like, my couch. Yeah, no, being on any psychedelics in public is, I, I don't know. I don't know about well, that. Well, that was, that was what I said when I left Coachella. I was practically sober the whole time I was there. We, like, had some white claws, but, like, we were not taking psychedelics. <laughs> and I, like, had a little bit of a buzz, like, once a day yeah. for, like, 20 minutes. You're nuts. You're insane. I, I'm crazy. But every time I was, like... Every time I'd like sober up, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not fucked up right now. This is the last place on earth I would want to be tripping or even like drunk or like it's hot. Mm-hmm. It's dusty. There's people everywhere. It's loud. It's expensive. I'm like, it's, what about <laughs> this feels like a fun it's, environment? It's to chaos. Be. It's total chaos. Absolutely. And Burning Man seems even worse because there's not like. Yes. I mean, I guess there are some like events, but there's, I don't know, with Coachella, there's like very clear things <laughs> to like do. And it sounds like at Burning Man, it's kind of like party. Yeah. I mean, if I was to rank those three places in terms of where I'd want to be fucked up, Oregon Country Fair, number one, that's where I'd want to be the most. Out of Perhaps the smelliest though. You know, I went, I went to the fair in 2019 and it, the only smell I remember was like f- the food, which smelled really good. It, it wasn't like it, it didn't. It, it wasn't. I don't know. It, oh, it, back it to Playa like a, Foot. 
Sorry, we can talk about OCF. But then I would, but then I then I guess Burning Man and then Coachella, just because Coachella seems so so much denser. Mm, Okay. But I would I would get panicked. I'd start. I'd get scared. (laughs) Nick would get scared. I understandable. Yeah. Understandable. When that girl who was like passed out fell on me. Girls be passing out left and right when you're when you're at the venue. Like, <laughs> I think I'm too old to be passing out in public anyway. So maybe I'm just like jealous, and that's why I don't want to be on drugs in public. <laughs> Could be. It, it all goes back to envy. <laughs> but okay, so 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 ply a foot, ply a foot. Yeah. In so like, your feet are in a normal as hell. in a normal um, Burning Man world to get the freaky dust soil off your feet without to avoid playa foot you should be okay sorry this is this is where science comes in the alkaline soil is super basic <laughs> so you need something really acidic to get it off of you so you should wash your feet and like whatever made heavy contact with with like vinegar to make sure it doesn't destroy your skin or whatever nick have you seen the videos of people walking around in the literal like six inches of muddy water at Burning Man right now. Bitches no, are going to have to have I, limbs amputated. It's so bad. It's disgusting. No, this one, this one guy, he's like a model. He doesn't seem super bright that I follow. Um, mm. He went to Burning Man and he just like took a photo of his like legs and he was wearing like hiking boots and like pretty like high socks. Um, and he was just like got muddy. And I was like, all right, like not a lot going on upstairs. Um, but <laughs> That's the, that's like literally all I've seen of it. That and that Chris Rock and Diplo like escaped in a fan's like pickup truck. <laughs> well, yeah. So then people, so there was a forecast for rain and I think people didn't listen and then were like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> came anyway. And then like as one, like she also like works for Burning Man. Oh, as my girl was saying, so this is some PR. Uh, seriously, she's yeah. been coming for like twelve years now, and she was making it sound like the people who fled when it got rainy were just unprepared virgins and were like stupid <laughs> and should have been like more ready. She was like, "I've had this like high tech rain jacket for the last seven years, and it worked." I made this investment, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, God forbid someone do something the first time and not have like the highest tech equipment and not be like a hundred percent prepared for any and all natural disaster. You stupid witch. Like, I don't don't think a rain jacket is the issue or lack thereof is the issue here. Girl. No, sorry, Nick. It was a poncho. It was a poncho. Let's get, let's have the record straight. I don't think a poncho or lack thereof is the issue here. I think the issue is that the ground is trying to eat you. <laughs> but she was like, these how are you supposed to stop? How, how are you supposed to protect yourself from the ground? From the I think ground. This might be like, uh, what's the word? Burning Man speak. But I think she called them like glitter unicorns or something. Like they have a I'm term gonna, for like I'm gonna newbies. detonate the vest. I. <laughs> It's got to end. Like, I, I, yeah, amen. I'm like, I'm trying to not be on the side of people who are like, and everyone at Burning Man deserved what they got, but you are pushing <laughs> me over the edge. But she was saying that like these sparkle unicorns like were unprepared and didn't bring the proper ponchos. Therefore, 
they tried to flee, you know, when the ground starts to eat you and you want to escape and you don't know any better. So you start driving away and that's when people were getting stuck. But I guess, I mean, I guess it just depends like what kind of car the people that stole Diplo and Chris Rock, like maybe they were more equipped. I don't fucking know. She's like, no, the problem is when people tried to leave and it's like, (laughs) okay. So then they locked the gates. People could not get out. The, why Why am I under the impression that this is just an open area? There are gates. It, no, no, no. It is. It's like... Okay. How do I explain around. this properly? I mean, it's it's like a big salt flat, but there is an entrance off of like a main road. Gotcha. Okay. And from there is a gate there. So... Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd just be off-road on. <laughs> you just go through the gate? Just... Yeah. It. <laughs> I you think your Tesla could make it out of the like mudslide alkaline I, it soil? Absolutely, it absolutely it would be the first to go. You turn into fearless into the ground, like <laughs> you'd burrow out. <laughs> I just saw the Incredibles yesterday in theaters. They did a re-release for some reason, and it ended with the Underminer, and that's all I'm thinking about right now. Burrowing underground. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, I'm the underminer. <laughs> There's so many little gnats in my house. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. God, literally um, same. Literally same. But what I really wanted to talk about with Burning Man. Yes. Are, uh, that, that bitch that I just spoke about, she was irritating and deserves all the hate comments coming her way. But a lot of people were just making like pretty, I would say, neutral, informative content about what was happening and weren't trying yeah. to do the whole, like, it's not as bad as the media's spinning. It, like, they were just like, yeah, this is what's happening. This is what we're documentarians, doing. Documentarians, reporters. What? Journalists. All the journalists <laughs> of the TikTok documentarians. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to be. Should I make that my Instagram bio? TikTok documentarian. <laughs> but... People in the comments, who I can only assume are total strangers, commenting the most vile, hateful shit. <laughs> Big old Sorry. question mark. I get that it's like irritating to like see wealthy people doing drugs in the desert and being hashtag radically self reliant. Yeah, it's like and I, I get that everyone wants to be like your two hundred fifty k salary. Okay. But, 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 but people are like cosplaying is poor. Like, what do you think camping is? Is that the next frontier to be like canceled? I don't, I'm, I get a little bit, you lose me because at the end of the day, like Burning Man is a vacation. Like for, for these people, that is what they enjoy doing. And like, it, it gives the same energy of people who like to like, go on adventurous vacations versus people who like to go on relaxing vacations, acting like the other is a complete imbecile and like waste of space. <laughs> Cause I feel like I've heard oh, yeah, I mean, that kind of like discourse for like, Oh, goes, you want to spend your whole vacation lying in the sun and drinking margaritas. Fuck you. I'm going to be like scaling this mountain. Like who, who cares? Literally I'm begging to know who cares. I, who, who said that? I mean, like i mean it it does not like literally not to keep quoting this video but like example she used was uh fire festival this is giving huge fire festival fire festival energy 
Um, yeah. Kim Kardashian's birthday on the private island during COVID. Um, uh, we should have been invited. That we, was her biggest <laughs> mistake, not bringing us along. Yeah, how were we Kimmy not there? Kimmy fucked up. Um, yeah, and I mean, this really is giving, It's it really is giving fire Festival. Um, I agree. But it's like, I, I just don't spend your energy being mad at wealthy people going to Burning Man. Like, don't spend more than 2% of your energy on that. I get, I like, I understand why it's annoying and I do sympathize and I do like, I even agree with those people, but it's just, it's annoying. It's, it's that like, that's not help. It's not helpful. It's like not productive <laughs> at all. You're not fixing the problem. What yeah. you should do. It's, it, listen, it's fun. It's go fun to Burning to Man with a gun. What? It's, <laughs> <laughs> we got to go burn the men. Um, but listen, I'd be lying if I, if it didn't give me a little bit of shot and Freud to see burning man attendees trapped in mud and have their feet turn into earth <laughs> to go back from whence they came. Yeah. I was about to say that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm like ripe for a burning man trip because it doesn't, I, it doesn't bug me. I don't like, it's weird to spin. Uh, yeah. it, okay. It's weird to me that, I mean, that's just like internet culture though, that people feel like they have, an opinion of how someone else should live their life based on their socioeconomic status and like their own. And yeah. then like publicly tell this stranger that they think it's dumb the way that they choose to spend their money. That is crazy to me. It's like, I see this wealthy person and because I know that they're wealthy, therefore I think that it's dumb that they go to Burning Man and I think they should instead be doing something. I, You've lost me. You've officially lost me. I don't know. I think a good mantra to live by on the internet is like, would you say this to the person to their face? You know the Addy. Pull up. I just drooled. Yeah. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Speaking of the queen, should we yeah. dive into her album from six months ago? Let's dive into her album from six months ago. I listen so to this excited. album like once or twice, three, four times a week. So you can pull up your dock and blow me out of the water with your profound thoughts that I wasn't prepared to have today. It's uh, clearly, let, let me read you some examples of how not profound these thoughts are. I'm ready to start um, swinging. He's about I, to read poetry. I said, what's there even to say? I said, <sighs> their voices really meld well. Does it need to be four minutes? Yes. The mommy issues, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> Venice is her home. Like I'm not like. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll I'll, I'll dial back the I did, animosity. I, I I did not write like an essay. I just there were I just knew that there's because it's so it's just such a dense album that I knew that I didn't want to forget something. Um, but I mean I think how should we structure this? Like I think maybe talking about. Let's just talk. I don't feel the need to go in a track I, order or any no, sort of. No, no, I don't want. I, I don't want to either. But I've been a fan since I heard video games, and I'm assuming the same for you. Yeah, it was video games or Born to Die. I don't remember which. Yeah. They were around the same time. Yeah. Back in, in my, like, downloading YouTube to MP3, because <laughs> I didn't want to ask my mom to buy me iTunes songs for $1.29 or whatever it was. Yeah. God, remember when they used to be 99 cents? I don't want to talk about it. Back. Remember when this little baddie used to cost $1? Rest, rest in pieces. But yeah, so I mean, I've been a fan since then, and I just remember being so taken aback by just what a clear 
like that album born to die just felt in such opposition to all the pop music at the time mm-hmm. in like 2011 2012 for, for like for the most part most pop music at the time was like we're at the club and we don't care and we're gonna live forever Why are you coming like, for you know, Kesha? <laughs> yeah <laughs> well no i'm not criticizing that music i'm not i mean i'm not criticizing Kesha specifically i but am i'm not even criticizing that music hey dollar sign ha but it was all pretty like monotonous and like not it just wasn't interesting well, I, guess. I feel like it, or like it, it wasn't it wasn't there wasn't anything like deep going on well yeah and i feel like that's also i mean i started listening to her when i was 14 and <clears throat> same previously i think i was just like listening to music cuz it was like fun and like felt fun to sing or whatever like i wasn't really looking for like deep poetic meaning and it she came yeah. into my life in a time when I was already like teen angst, like mm-hmm. melodramatic, feeling sorry for myself. And I'm like born to die. Why, yes, I am. And yeah, I feel like she kind of I mean, I guess I was a pretty big Lady Gaga fan before then. But she mm-hmm. Lana kind of marks the like me actually having like interests and like favorite artists and opinions. And rather than just like, oh, yeah, like oh, I wow. like that song. Wow, that's really cool. Maybe that's not the case. Yeah. I just don't and really I mean, have a lot of memories before then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I guess it's, I mean, if that's how you remember it, then it's true. Then it is true in a way. Um, and I remember that I was the queen no one of else, England. Because no one else, because no one else had like had that had that impact. But well, I mean, it's actually interesting that you brought up Gaga because I was thinking about like Born to Die and Fame Monster are kind of uh, tonally similar, I guess, just in like being dark pop, dark pop albums. Um, I think executed very differently. <laughs> executed very differently. Obviously fame monster is still like an absolute banger that you can dance at the club. Um, declare, but yeah. And I, well, I think Lana coming in and saying like <laughs> you and I, we were born to die, like struck a nerve that no one else was even aware existed. You I know think what I mean? she also had um, that like, delicate because lady gaga's thing was very Mm -hmm. like meat suit um hardened Mm -hmm. woman (laughs) i don't mean it was like no it was like leather empowerment empowerment feminism was like starting to take off a little bit definitely and lady not lady gaga lana had that very like soft delicate i'm just a girl in this world thing and as someone who wasn't is just a girl Mm -hmm. in this world i felt it and resonated (laughs) And I mean, I think like yeah. the rest of her career, I've had, I've had my like ebbs and flows. Um, I think mm-hmm. like a lot, of, it's a pretty shared sentiment that I kind of fell off for um, honeymoon and lust for life. And I've come back around to like, I've definitely come back around to honeymoon. Lust for definitely. life still, it's got some bangers, but mostly I think it's, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give her her space to have some like mid albums because she yeah. needs to just like write her poems and get them off her chest. Like just because it doesn't resonate with me doesn't mean it wasn't important. And Lana should be allowed to do that. It less for life is my least favorite album by her, but I'm still glad it exists. One, because there are Amen. one, because there are some like truly exceptional songs. Like I think white Mustang is amazing. 13 beaches is amazing. Get free is amazing. Um, like sometimes I do got a war in my mind. I want to get off, but I keep riding the ride. 
uh, even summer bummer, like it, 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 it hits. Ain't left no crumbs. Uh, I, I mean, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it exists. I, I, so I was a really big fan of Born to Die, and then I was, I think I was so taken aback by Ultraviolence because it's so different and was like such a left turn that I, it took me like a, a second to get into it. Um, but then mm-hmm. once I kind of got over the like surprise that she's not just doing the same thing. Um, I really started to enjoy it, and then honey. I mean, I listen to Ultraviolence when I'm like in a mood to get hit. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. it's not like a. I don't just like put it on for fun. I like need to be. No, it's like a. It's like when you want someone to spit in your mouth. Like that's the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm in the mood for dirty, freaky shit. Exactly. Um, and then yeah, and I think Honeymoon has seemed has had like a reappraisal. The thing about I feel like all of her albums get reappraised. The more music she puts out because it her music is like so self-referential and even like get free kind of being a sequel to ride and she's kind of like playing with the same ideas and recycling things with a new perspective or like clarifying things or like making things more muddied which just makes her entire discography even more intricate and more interesting to dive into born to die is a very is a very 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 different album now now that she has eight others than it is than it was when you first heard it okay back to born to die for two seconds because i feel like that like age of music we had a lot more of this weird like artists writing from like the perspective of a character almost Mm -hmm. which i think a lot of born to die is i mean it's it's kind of a persona not like yeah and i mean then you have like electra heart um marine and the diamonds Mm-hmm. And like Gaga even is like kind of a persona. Florence. And then there's Joe Calderon, but we don't need to get into that. <laughs> there was this very like, um, Taylor really missed her opportunity to have a persona. I'm just saying. Well. And don't the, try to pretend like she did. Well, she the re- well, the reason Taylor is successful is because her music is kind of like, she's like inviting us into her life. Like that's, that's why she got as famous as she did, you know? So it's kind of the opposite. No, and I feel like that's the thing with... Lana's like slowly been letting us in and everything. But then it's like, oh, but she has been letting us in, but we just didn't realize it. (laughs) Exactly. And then she like gives you the final piece, the missing piece. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know I've talked about this before, but like when Norman fucking Rockwell came out, I was not into it. And I had Mm -hmm. tickets to the concert. I bought tickets before the album had even come out. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to love it. It was so like highly anticipated. And it took me like three years, four years to get into <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It took me such a long time. To, and it's weird too, looking back, like what my favorite tracks were when it first came out, I was like, I guess I like cinnamon girl. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was like, I, I don't know what or why it was so hard for me to get into or appreciate. But now, I mean, I think it's a pretty much no skip, absolute lyrically genius. Yeah. Have you ever looked at the cover art of that album? I didn't look at it closely until recently. Okay, she's like on a sailboat, mm-hmm. first of all. She's wearing like this dumb little cropped windbreaker and leggings. I, oh she's my God. She's wearing leggings. Oh okay, but in the God. background, it's, I think it's Los Angeles and it's on fire. Yeah, no, it's like, it's on fire. And also the sky is a painting as well, which is just a Norman Rockwell reference, but. She's a genius. But no, I mean, that album being. I saw Pitchfork describe it as a national pulse check, 
which feels very apt and accurate. Yeah, it, her the way her career has like she's like shifted her focus from kind of describing like a feminine experience that not only isn't popular at the very least in the mainstream, but I I just think popular in general for people to talk about the way she's kind of like harnessed that Mm -hmm. in the face of a lot of criticism and then just kind of shifted that and expanded that into like, well, how does this relate to like what, is going on in the culture <laughs> like um she like her her like the 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 lana's greatest strength like is her perspective um because it is so unique and no one else is saying a lot of the things that she's saying and uh, i don't know what the right word is i want to say like hurt but it's just i mean it's it's irritating seeing this criticism for okay for like so people really criticize the like Lolita thing and Born to Die and just to skip over that for now. But like then with ultraviolence with he hit me and it felt like a kiss and people were up in arms about that, that she was like romanticizing domestic abuse. And um, people have no media literacy and nuance in their lives. It and I hurts just me. I just don't fucking understand how you can claim to be face it. I don't know how you can claim to be a feminist and then completely ignore and invalidate a very real experience for a large swath of women because there's a like, just like if we're talking about domestic abuse, there's a reason that like, I think domestic abuse victims go back to their abuser like eight times before they leave. If they ever do. Um, like it's, it's I mean, a, I've come back to this podcast 79 it's, times. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's, it's so cyclical and so hard to get out of. And I think her like seeing that is uh, like genuinely unbelievably profound. And I know she's not the first person to come up with that like phrasing. He hit me and it felt like a kiss. Um, cause I know Amy Winehouse referenced a song from like the seventies in like 2009 that, that said that, um, Sure. But I'll take your word for it. But hey, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, but I just don't understand uh why why it's so hard for us to have any type of like actual nuanced conversation cuz then it turns into like victim shaming of like if you are in an abusive if I'm being in an ineloquent right now, but if you are in an abusive situation, then if you if you're not like girl bossing your way out of there, it's like your fault or like you have some sort of culpability or if you like an aspect of it, if you like um, I mean, there, there's a in that TV show, Barry, there's a scene. One of the characters was in a abusive relationship and she says at one point, like she's like describing like how it happens where like they get into a fight and then like he says something or he hits her or something and then she goes away and cries and then he comes back and then suddenly he is the most magical man and he's apologizing and he's like love bombing her and adoring her. And she's like, I come, I stay for the apology like that. I think that I think me watching that episode in my sad little LA showroom <laughs> crying when my boss texts me mean things like, ah. so like, I just, she's I, magical when she's nice to me. I, I, I <laughs> Jesus, I, it, it just really, it just really made me mad. Cause I'm like, that is a perspective worth having in the conversation and her sharing like 
a very vulnerable, uncomfortable, I mean, I don't want to say embarrassing, but like shameful truth just because of the way we talk about that publicly and then to be shamed for it kind of proved a point in a way, I, I suppose. So I think, I think like let Lana cook is what I'm trying to say. Cause she has something to Keep say. Keep her in the kitchen we, where she belongs. We gotta, we gotta be listening. <laughs> even if you, even if you disagree, it's still worth hearing and engaging with. And that, um, and that sure. uh, sort of dynamic, I, I don't think is better expressed in any of her work than her most recent album. Huh? I think she's Wait, really what dynamic her, her, her dynamic with like, I'm trying to share my art and be vulnerable and like speak my perspective. And then I consistently get shot down sometimes warranted, sometimes not depending on who you ask. Um, and mm-hmm. sort of the, the pain that that caught, I mean, you know, like, um, I definitely what, didn't pick up what, on that. What's, what's the, well, I mean, I think uh, A&W is a excellent example. Oh. Um, like, I think A&W is an excellent example of that. Taco Truck VB, when she's like, um, I, like I, let me stop what you're saying. I know that you hate me. Oh, no, I guess you're right. Um, I think I focus too much on the, like, family themes that I yes. haven't paid enough attention to that. Can I say my biggest criticism with this album was that Go my hard. brain has a hard time Reckoning with a ampersand W meaning American whore. I'm like, that is a stretch. What? No, that's T. That's, that's, that's T. And I mean, <laughs> if that's the only criticism of the album, you know, you see what we're working with here. <laughs> no, this, it very much to me feels like, um, NFR the second, like similar, yes. like experimental within the context of her own career and own discography the like flow and like story arc feels similar. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, there's no denying that it's her most vulnerable and the most like hashtag raw and real she's been <laughs> with us. I, I honestly think that blue banisters is an unsung, um, this album, to Red this album, this album, doesn't, blue banisters. this album doesn't exist without blue banisters. No, but people like don't people forget blue banisters exists. And including Lana. <laughs> I think that was her. I think that was her like tiptoeing into like this radical self-reliance and radical vulnerability <laughs> with her audience. Because that was the first time I feel like she was like very plain and simply spoken about yeah. lived experience. Like I- I'm scared of the Santa Clarita fires. I wish that it would rain. Like what we were, a- I was, we were swimming in the pool with Nikki Lane. Like, like what? A, what an incredibly like basic and like not super poetic mm-hmm. sentence. Like that is just a statement, a thought. There is not a whole lot of like meat to it. But when you like put it in the context of yeah. the song and her career and the album, it is actually so poetic and so profound for her to like dabble into like. It's like she's giving us little crumbs of like maybe I'll tell you more about my life. And I think it was. I well received or just like ignored enough that she was like, okay, fine. Fuck it. There's a tunnel under ocean Boulevard. And <laughs> there is a tunnel under ocean Boulevard. Let me tell you. Th- there is a tunnel it. under ocean fucking Boulevard. I mean, what did I say? I said, this album's a clear continuation of blue banisters thematically, but with the focus and ambition of NFR. Um, yeah. Well, per- yeah. perfectly stated. One um, of us has to be eloquently spoken. I- <laughs> and it's not going to be me. I something I noticed 
something I noticed about the album when I was about halfway through, I think when I was um, with Fingertips and Kintsugi, um, I realized that actually every... So the okay, so think of the grants as the opening. Think of Taco Truck VB as the closing. So they don't apply to what I'm about to say. But I feel like every other song actually it they pair off perf- perfectly. Um, so like, did you know there's a tunnel under? Are we also Boulevard? taking out the interludes? No, actually, I. Um, what did I say? Okay, for Judas Smith interlude, I said okay because Lana put this on the album. I feel she at least deserves us to try and genuinely engage with it. So I'm reading the official lyrics. So I actually read through everything that's said in the song, and then I realized that um, putting it right after A and W is in fact a sleigh. Um, and okay, I'll give it another listen. Well, you don't. I mean, you don't have to. It's probably better to read it. But I mean, speaking of Lana interludes, there's an interlude. Honestly, I think that woman can do no wrong with interludes because the the one on uh, Blue Bannisters eats. Eats. No one, no one is talking about the interlude on Honeymoon. Uh, Bert Norton. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to call him Bart Lorman. (laughs) No, when Anna, when Anna, when Lana puts a, puts an interlude in a, in an album, we must engage. We must listen because it's there for a fucking reason. And sometimes she's going to put two and one's going to be like 15 minutes long. And one is going to be a man screaming at us from her voice memo. But okay. So the thing about the <laughs> Judas Smith interlude is that Pitchfork said it feels like it's more here to inflame rather than to inform. And while there may be a grain of truth to that, that she's just being like a little contrarian um, trad girl. I think I, I, Putting it after, I was looking at the placement because it comes right after A and W. It comes right after A and W, and which I think is probably like the superstar of the album, just overall. Which is hard to say because like they're all very different, but like that out that song is like out is uh, outrageous. I mean, if we're call, if we're calling that a ten, I think most other tracks were like a nine point eight. Like no, literally, <laughs> it's a superstar, but like marginally. It, you know, it's a superstar in a room full of intergalactic models. Okay. I'll let you have that then. But A&W, I thought it was really, you know, because the song, the song is split into two, um, into two, like, kind of distinct parts. But there's, like, about a minute uh, where Jack Antonoff produced it. There's about a minute where he, like, like it, it takes the time to take you from that first part into the second part. Like, it's not just, like, it doesn't fade out and fade back in. It's not, like two separate yeah, yeah. songs it kind like of bungled bungled takes together down the river and so to go back to the ampersand that is kind of what i was thinking it's kind of like the first part is the american and the second part is the whore and that minute long transition is sort of the ampersand not to like really get into it but um <laughs> i will i will let you have that there are sometimes that one of my lana critiques is that sometimes i think her track names are more for her than they are for the audience. She used to think her preaching was about us, but it really it's about her. <laughs> to go back to the Judah Smith interlude. <laughs> Did she say that? He says, um, I wish to think my preaching was mostly about you, and you're not going to like this, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I've discovered my preaching is mostly about me. That's the end of the Judah Shut Smith up. interlude. Shut up. Shut up. Do you mean I figured it out? <laughs> Why am I start crying? 
I'm such a stan. She's a genius. Oh no, my god, I like, love her. Not to. No, I that's beautiful. I don't care. I'm like I, listen, crying, Nick. I don't. I, I don't care. I don't care about the Grammys, but this is unquestionably the album. This is one of the best albums I have ever heard. This is like Fleetwood Mac rumors level. <laughs> I love her so much. She's, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I love her so much that like. <laughs> I'm like this no, dumb bitch. I, she writes songs, and especially her titles. They are all for her, not for the fans. And you're like, what if I told you that was the truth? <laughs> I love her. So, so like I said, A and W is sort of bifurcated. Um, and I, so I feel like the first part is like American. I'm gonna pee unquote. my pants. Can you put a pin in it for one second? Yeah, yeah. I have to pee. And then the second part is the whore. So I, 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 I feel like the the first the first part, which is, I mean, I I just pasted all the lyrics, but like. The the open the opening of A and W the first verse I haven't done a cartwheel since I was nine haven't seen my mother in a long long time I mean look at me look at the length of my hair my face the shape of my body do you really think I give a damn what I do after years of just hearing them talking it's like that that's the album that is the album <laughs> give my girl her Grammy no you're so right and so I I I feel like this first part it's like if you think that she's Think of it as she's put uh, playing the character of like a sex worker at the Ramada, and <laughs> and right, so I, so I feel like this this first this first section of the song is sort of like the afternoon before a night of work almost, and she's just like really being like what am like what am I doing? Is this what I want? And she's just sort of like ruminating on it, um, and that's why it's so like introspective. And then it transitions, and then I feel like the second part is like her her mind while she's working, where it's sort of like dissociated. It's like this like heavy, hard, playful trap beat, um, and then she's to kind of just saying the same thing over and over again. Um, but I mean, but I even think like Lana also equates a lot of her like career to feeling like quote sex work because she like puts yes her. I think she, she does like, feel like a whore. Shows like. To, like sexualize herself. No, totally. I mean, what a. I mean, I guess she had her like Lizzie Grant stuff before her career started, but like, I feel like Aslan and Del Rey, her career started with Born to Die. Yeah. What a crazy way to put yourself out there. Because, I mean, yes. she essentially rebranded from her Lizzie Grant into Lana Del Rey. And yeah. that's a pretty insane way to, to and put I think- yourself out there. And I didn't realize this at the time when Born to Die came out, but apparently there were a lot of like allegations that she was like an industry plant, quote unquote, or that she was just completely fabricated and that she herself Who wasn't, cares? wasn't coming up with this. Well, one, that, that's such sort of like a nebulous phrase to me, like industry plant. I'm like, well, she is in the industry and she is releasing music. I like whatever. But then she addresses it on a uh, grandfather when she's like, uh, uh, they thought some it took someone else to make me beautiful yeah like big men behind the scenes sewing frankenstein black dreams into my songs um but then oh my god this is just insane because then she then she goes into the song and she's like praying for her grandfather to take care of her father and Mm -hmm. she's like they thought it took someone else to make me beautiful um or no like it took someone else to make me beautiful uh and wonderful um and like I, for, I sorry I don't have the exact lyrics in front of me but pretty much she's saying it did take someone else to make me wonderful and beautiful but it was my grandfather and it was my father it wasn't 
what you think it was. And that's just like so unbelievably beautiful. <laughs> um, okay, but also like what industry plant is making her like yeah, music just, videos on some like shitty little iMovie like... I. <laughs> What do you mean? I mean, it what goes do you back, fucking it goes, mean? She was goes, straight up like editing her music videos on her iPhone three. Like, <laughs> please, please. And it goes back. To, it's it's it reminds me of the same allegations that uh, Taylor Swift faced heavily in the beginning and still does to this day that she doesn't write her own songs, um, which to me has always seemed who like cares, which one who cares Two, as a huge Taylor fan has always seemed like the most un like unconsidered criticism ever. Cause I'm like, so you're kind of admitting that the songs are good. You're like, well, she couldn't have written this. I'm like, why? Because it's so excellent. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but sorry, I, I have a point with A and W. Uh, and then she's just repeating the same thing. Uh, Jimmy only loved me when he wanted to get high. So Jimmy kind of being the John that she's with that night, um, and then your mom called, I told her you're fucking up big time is just like, to me, I read that as just an indictment on like men kind of as a whole, <laughs> um, men kind of as a whole, indicted. but like men who engage in sex work at the expense of their own families and the women in their lives. And then I feel like the Judah Smith interlude is placed after a and W to sort of be like the John's perspective the next morning where he is um, regretting everything because it, because literally the first lyrics after, so A&W ends with your mom called, I told her you're fucking up big time. And then Judah Smith says, don't you understand what that means? It means quit lusting after your neighbor, rejecting a life dominated with lust instead of being grateful for what's right in front of you, asking God to help you what want what you got, love what's in front of you, want more from your wife and more of your friends and help you serve the city you live in. And then I said, this is actually really fascinating. LMFAO. <laughs> um, he, and he also, uh, he refers to Nick, God. you're a genius. He also, <laughs> this is okay. No, this is why I couldn't do school. Cause I'm too dumb. I like look at this poem and I'm like, wow, that's beautiful and speaks to me. And I could not tell you why. Thank you. That's and how, Nick's like, here, let me actually rub my brain cells together. That's how poems should be, though. Poems, like, art is meant to be felt. It's not really meant, like... To be discussed? Like, okay, bye. No, it's not, it's not that it's not meant to be discussed, but it's, it's like, when, when you listen to an album for the first time, you're supposed to feel it, which she says, you know, like, uh, it, back to grandfather, when she says, uh, if you don't believe me, my poetry and my melodies, feel it in your bones. Um, and I did. And, and, it's, like, and it's like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> But yeah, so I feel so I feel like A and W and Judah Smith interlude are a clear intentional pairing thematically. Um, he refers to God as an artist, and that we are like collaborators with God in making that art. Um, and Candy Necklace, John Batiste interlude are a pair. Obviously, Kintsugi and Fingertips are a clear pair to me. Clear pair. Paris, Texas, and Grandfather are both like they are both. Um, her singing over a piano track that she has sampled from other artists. Um, mm -hmm. Let the Light In and Margaret are a pair because they're both like very pretty love songs. Um, Fishtail mm -hmm. and Peppers because of the hair braiding. Slut songs. <laughs> Sl oh, slut songs from different perspectives. Um, 
Also, I would like to say about yeah, yeah. Fishtail, I love when she, um, <laughs> I love when she discredits her intelligence. Like, mm-hmm. I think she does it, and like at this point in her career, it's clear. Like, she clearly knows that she is an intelligent and like well-spoken and profound person. And so, I love when she says stuff like. I'm not very smart, but I've got things to say because, like, we all know that that is not the truth, Ellen. And <laughs> she knows she's smart and has things to say. Yeah, and I just think it's beautiful. I like, I love when she does shit like that. No, especially and she... towards the end of a like poetically genius album. <laughs> after she's laid like banger after banger on us, she's like, "But like, I'm not that smart. Like, I just like I wanted to say some stuff. I'm like, oh, did you? Did you? Did you, babe? Tell me more. I. Um, a, a few last thoughts to wrap up. One, to respond to what you just said, I mean, she kind of has been coyly responding to and um, kind of dismantling criticisms of herself since the beginning, like on Ultraviolence with Pretty pretty When You Cry. Like, she's like, I'm pretty when I cry because the, the criti- uh, critique of Born to Die was that it's just like, oh, she's just a pretty sad girl. And then she's like, yeah, I'm pretty when I cry. And just like throwing it right, throwing it right back. It's just. Uh, we got to stop criticizing women. We got to stop hating women, y'all. Because they, even though they're not very smart, they have things to say. <laughs> and they're beautiful when they cry. <laughs> and they're pretty when they cry. Um, and they're American whores. But <laughs> um, so the album title, Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard? She clearly lays it up with the title track being like she is the tunnel under ocean boulevard um and describes it so beautifully and saying please don't forget me and then that just made me think like so i think of this album as like we are going through a tunnel literally um or not literally but figuratively and um like we're going we're going through a tunnel and we eventually we're kind of going through like the tunnel of her mind slash like her life and her self-perception and then ending it with Venice bitch kind of being like, I'm back. Like I've, I'm back home. I'm back in Venice. I'm back where I should be. And I'm back bitches. <laughs> and with the talking about like, there's a crack and everything. That's how the light gets in. Um, like she is the tunnel that has cracks in it. A Leonard but, Cohen yeah. reference. Hello. But the light, but the light is shining through the cracks into the tunnel. And then I realized like the album itself has like, it's almost like bursting at the seams and it has like cracks in it where you see how they made it, where it's like, it feels unfinished in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, the very, like the very, mm-hmm. the very beginning of the grants is the, the, uh, I, I believe it's Whitney Houston's backup singers um, singing, Fucking up. singing the chorus. And they're like, um, okay, one more time. Like you, like you hear them rehearsing it. And then, so the album itself has these cracks in it and it's just, it's just an incredible statement. Like, like, I can't say enough good things about this album. It's absurd. I, Burning Man could never. The way I... <clears throat> I felt initially when it came out, my... Maybe it was just when the... Uh, it, sorry. Start that sentence over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I initially had a conspiracy theory that this was, like, her final work. And I yeah. don't think that's the truth. I don't think that's Ellen. the case. <laughs> Although... I, th- I can't say it every time. I do. I want more and more from her. 
But I also would understand if this is where she needed to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. But I am very, very curious where we're going to go from here because she seems to not be able to stop like with her poetry book, with chemtrails, blue banisters, with this, like she is just like on this up and up where I, I almost wouldn't be upset if her next album is kind of a snooze because it's kind of like the trajectory she follows yeah, where she will do like one to two snoozers and then like an absolute (laughs) banger. Yeah. And by snoozer, we just mean, we just mean lower tempo, like maybe less uh, ambition, I suppose, less scale almost. Less um, perspective almost (laughs) like, yeah. Or she just needs to like, Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, well, the thing about this album is that I feel like this album is truly a culmination of every past album of hers. Like she returns to a sound at least, at least once from every Mm -hmm. one of her past albums. Like there, there's a song or a moment in, in, in this album, at least once that can be directly tied back. Um, so there is that, but no, I mean, I am very excited and to quote, uh, Alana interview from the born to die days. I just like to write and I like to sing. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Um <laughs> patreon.com slash brain cell girls for exclusive content coming to you soon. Love you mean it. Love you mean it. Hello, thank you so much for listening. Um remember the past sixty-seven episodes when I told you that Claire's Instagram is the Grease Trap Queen? And me, Nick, my Instagram is at Nick Curl. <laughs> Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Like I already said, I hate recording these little outros because I know no <laughs> But you can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Brain Cell Girls. You can go to our website to submit any stories uh, that you have on your own that you want us to read on air at brainsellgirls.com. You can also get merch there. And you can support us on Patreon for bonus content at patreon.com slash brain cell girls. And yeah, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. <laughs>